podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Manny. Ready? for next week's pod. Enjoy, and don't forget to use the hashtag. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again. Before starting, I want to remind you all to get your tickets for our live show on August the 11th at Vauxhall Street Food Garden. We're going to have drinks, food, music, live games. So you've got Arsenal versus Newcastle. So uh, Nicholas Pepe FC versus Longstaff FC. And then you've got Man United versus Chelsea, which is uh, potentially two managers who are going to be very much heavily featured on Under the Lights this season. Uh, obviously, we'll be there, so your favourite uh, Touchdown Tracker pod will be there representing. Get your tickets on Shubs, and if you're not sure how to find your way to Shubs, it's the pinned tweet on both the main account, and you can also find it on our account too. Uh, with that being said, let me introduce this evening's guests, the usual suspects. Disu, how you doing, mate? Yo. Elijah, how's it going? I'm, 
good, bro. Um, Sebi, how you doing, mate? Yeah, what's good, man? What's good? Uh, I must say, yeah, your intro was impeccable. Thank you, sir. I respect that. One legend to another. <laughs> um, so obviously, it's been a great week for Manchester United, you know. Uh, we've addressed we've addressed our weaknesses in the transfer window. The team's looking real slick in pre-season, and we can't wait for the season to start. <clears throat> Where I want us to start off with uh, our most recent pre-season game. So it was a 2-1 win against Spurs. Firstly, I just want to check. Did you all watch the game? Nah. I want. Oh, listen, mate. You're the you're the Manchester United podcast, so <laughs> look, the bare that's... basics you could do, even if it's going to be painful, is watch our uh, game because there's a chance they'll probably come up when you're on the pod. I don't know. Stuff <laughs> yeah, tells me they'll come up when you're on the pod. This uh, uh, and uh, Seb, have you watched that game? Yeah, I have. Seb, have you watched it? Has Seb gone? Probably. Uh, Ethernet issues. He'll he'll log back in eventually. Uh, Dissy, what did you think of the performance? Um, Obviously, we beat once. Oh shit! Sorry, lads. I'm muted my microphone back. Oh, <laughs> you guys are rookies. Obviously, it's their first time doing it over Skype. They're usually coming into the studio. Everything's laid out for them. So basically, <laughs> said yeah, when the mic is highlighted with the line through it, that means muted. So you just have to click that so the line goes away and then you're unmuted, yeah? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So did you catch the game against Spurs as well? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I'll start saying, Jesse, what did you think of the performance? I'll let Seb go first. Okay. Seb, what did you think of the performance? Trying to psych each other out, yeah? I like it. Um, The the first half, um, I think we played really well. Like, um, I liked how we played in the first half. Um, Spurs, especially um, Sissoko, was trying to kill Daniel James for some reason. I don't know why they had beef with him, yeah. But they were stamping on him, smashing him. I was like, raw, like, like, even it was so bad that even Poch, uh, I think he apologized after the game. Like, I think he apologized for, I, I think I'm sure that's what he apologized for anyway, because I saw that Poch apologized after the game. But yeah, like, um, the first half was really good, like, there was some. Uh, really fluid moments. Uh, Marshall nine uh, was actually really good. Uh, we've been yeah, screaming we're for that. We've been screaming a lot, a lot more, and it's looking promising. We've been screaming for him to kind of run off the ball, um, like so, make some movements and you know run away from the ball and stuff like that. Uh, what he done? Um, he also had like yeah, so he had some good opportunities, man. He he really showed. Um, it was it was really bright, and then um. The second half, uh, like they made eleven changes, it got a bit scrappy. Spurs got a sh- crap goal through. Like Lucas Moura was like some next like pinball deflection or whatever. Uh, but um, yeah, like um, was it Greenwood that scored the finish winner? Gomez. 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 Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Gomez. So, what, is, so what, when you're yeah, when you're watching, what are you what are you seeing that Oli and his team are trying to implement? What, just what pressing, man. It's, it's, it's the it's the what they're trying to do is they're trying to win the ball up high, and it, what they're trying to do is use uh you know quick combinations to kind of create chances. Uh, so win the ball up high, move the ball quick, and create chances straight away and be direct. That's what I'm seeing. Um, I saw that in the second half with uh. Gomez's goal. In fact, yeah, that came from a goal kick, which was really, really, really well worked. Um, like, you know, we passed the ball back, went to the other side, and then 
good link-up play between uh, Matter and uh, Gomez, and then a wonderful finish. But I'm just seeing that we're we're a bit better on the ball, we're a bit more confident, um, you know. And um, yeah, it just it, it looks decent. I'm not going to be too, I'm not going to get too excited because you know we're preseason FC. But again, all you can see, all you can judge is what's in front of you, and you know it, it looked decent. You know, um, I just don't know how long we'll be able to press for, which is important. Like. I don't know if he wants to press all season because naturally there will be a dip in form um, and you will need to rotate your squad. But then the level in the subs bench isn't, you know, the level in the subs bench is poor. So that's yeah, I something think we that... Saw, I think we saw that, sorry to butt in, I think we yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, yeah, with yeah, uh, Matt and coming in. They're not the most mobile. I think I'm even doing them a service saying they're not the most mobile, but they obviously weren't able to press Spurs as well as the guys the first half were doing, McTominay and Lingard, etc. And because of that, Spurs were able to pass through us a lot more easily. So there, there comes that issue that when you do have to rotate the players, obviously this intense way of playing does have an effect across the season. Does that then mean you have to adapt the way your team's Tactical playing? Tactical changes, yeah. Uh, what that's what I think you actually probably see. do is get, get in more players that fit the specifications that you need, but um, we've left a lot to be desired on that front. Uh, Disu, what did you see when you were watching the game? Um, yeah, a lot of art and passion and determination in the first half. Uh, we managed to win the ball off Spurs quite hard the pitch on a few occasions. One led to like a Marshall, um, like shot from the edge of the box, hit the post, set up by Daniel James. He like nicks it off somebody. Yeah, his left foot. Um, that was I was surprised that Marshall like actually took a shot for his left foot, and it wasn't a last resort type of thing. I was like, right, I'm waiting for him to kind of stand up and try to dribble past him. And I think Pereira nicks one, but he could have played in Marshall's a dead pass. So that's about f- maybe four or five occasions in the first half. United won the ball quite early in Spurs' build up. So I can see that's a feature because when you could turn those um. Like the opposition's build up into your offensive situations, it's quite it's quite handy. We saw Liverpool do that quite often with Mane, Firmino, um, and what's the other use name? Oh yeah, Salah. He's not bad at football, isn't it? And so second half, it changed quite significantly. Um, I'm assuming due to the changes in the personnel, Spurs came to the game a lot more. Oh yeah, also in the first half, in the Bay didn't look that great. McTominay did quite well against him. McTominay and Pogba did all right. And in the second half, um, the game kind of really changed. I'm guessing the changes really, really did sway momentum. And it kind of mirrors, the first and second half kind of mirrors the first and second half of Oli's tenure at United, where the first team, a lot of um, front foot football. So you're pressing opposition, you're trying to play football, you're quite exciting in the counter-attack and transition. But in the second half, like when you have replacements, different personnel, you can't play the same way. And that's what we saw under Oli, the first 10 or so games, you had Pogba in a 10, Martial, Lingard, Rashford rotating, a lot of high pressing. And then when we start getting injuries to uh, Martial and then Lingard and then Herrera and a few others, and the replacements came in, it completely fell to the way. So United couldn't play that way. And that's what we saw in the second half of the game. So those are my takeaways. Cool. Um, Elijah... Even though you didn't watch it, I know you are somebody who kind of keeps their ear to the street and you kind of keep abreast of what's happening with the team. And obviously, it's not the only preseason game that we've seen. Um, is there anything that you've noticed from the team that might be a little bit different from what Seb or Disu have noticed? Um, there's not much really there. What's been said, um, just probably um, with regards to starts with the style of play, I've just not 
just there's just a few things that don't make sense like this 4231 when we try to build from the back the way we, where we're set up it doesn't really it's not conducive to the way to like playing out the back because you just have two mid builders in front of two sets at the back there's no depth there's, there's not that many great options with that um like yeah to me it just seems like we're going to be okay when we have loads of space when we get when we get turnover so i can understand why we're trying to press because obviously the more you press the more you like you're going to catch a team disorganized and more space but um yeah that's it really i'm not it's nothing's really, really changed from me from the last pod with regards from what i saw of that game it's really little to be honest lovely and optimistic there from you elijah mm-hmm. <laughs> our next preseason game is against real madrid who just got battered by atletico so that that should be interesting what? Yeah. no i swear we've got the norwegian team yeah. tomorrow have we got a Norwegian team tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. We're facing Real Madrid. I've, I've, I've got that. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong team. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've yeah. got Milan on the weekend. Yeah, we've got Milan. Tomorrow, my bad, I was looking at uh, Spurs' next game. So, we're hoping to win that game. And then we've got um, Milan last. And then on the 11th, obviously, at the live show, you've got us versus Chelsea. Um, next, what I want to ask you guys about is, obviously... We're not doing much in terms of um, incoming, but it looks like there's a big player who is going to be leaving us. A fan favourite. You love this. <laughs> big Romelu Lukaku. It looks like it's going to be either Juventus or Inter. Uh, what do you guys think? Obviously, from what we're hearing, if it's Juventus, there's a chance that you could get Dybala back in a swap deal. Um, with Inter sounding around 70 to 80 million, I'm, I'm hearing in the report. Um, what do you think about this, this news, Elijah? I know you're a big Lukaku fan. <laughs> um, I'm very happy about the news. He needs to go. Um, yeah, he just needs to go. Um, with regards to just his, his career at United, he's just been a very worthless play- player. He's, he's not done... He, he's not... He's not a flop per se. He's just he didn't add much. And you say that, but um, last season he got well one in three, so fifteen goals in forty-five um, yeah. games. And the season before he got twenty-seven goals in fifty-one games. Yeah. Do we have the attacking setup to replace his contribution, or not even necessarily 100%. the setup? Are you confident in at the moment, Marshall, Rashford, Lingard, and Daniel James? to replace his contribution. Remember that even with his contribution, we still lag behind teams at our level in terms of amount of goals we were scoring. So, for all his faults, he does know where the back of the net is. And I don't think we have a lot of players who do know that. Yeah, yeah you, you, are, you are correct in that sense. And that's the thing with that I actually do want to replace, which I'll, which I was saying on the last pod about Pepe, but you know what's happened there. But um, yeah, like even with all his goals, he was such. At times, he was so detrimental to the team. It's like just having him out of it can be can just be a bit refreshing sometimes. Um, with regards to getting the Bala back back in the swap deal, um, he's just he's he, he's a weird one because he's te- interesting player. Yeah, he's technically very very nice assured. He's got. It's like he's got something about him that interests you, but not enough to. 
Um, he just sometimes he feel like he's just few games, but then you see his performance against us at Old Trafford where he was amazing first half. Everything went through him like it was just like the hub of the team. So he has the capability to do that, but I'm just unsure of his capability to do it consistently. And I'm, I'm also I'm, I'm a bit concerned because he looked like a bit of a fairy. Like, <laughs> oh, tough, like, tough words. Looking at what he's done since he's moved to Juventus last season, ten goals in forty-two games, but obviously suffering from Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo disease. Yeah. Uh, before that, twenty-six goals in forty-six games, nineteen in forty-eight, and twenty-three in forty-six. I think he's a player who kind of hovers around that kind of one in two yeah. area. I definitely agree with you when you say that he kind of does tend to flow and you feel for the ability that he has, he should really be in that conversation at the top table in football. Yeah, definitely. But even if all he's doing is replicating uh, um, what he's done for Juventus, I think we'd be stupid to um, say no to I mean, do we even trust the board to bring in the right quality with the Lukaku money? No. No. Um, no. no. Uh, Seb, what do you think of the Lukaku rumours? Because obviously I know you're a card-holding member of the Rashford fan club, so hopefully that should mean more time for him up front. But to be fair, he did play up front quite a bit last season. Um, yeah, but I just feel like like football isn't kind of that simple. Like I know like you brought up Lukaku's stats and whatnot, and yeah, he does find the goal, and yeah, he has had some decent moments for us. But for as good as he's been in front of goal or for the stats he has, he's been equally, uh, uh, you know, as worse for the team. You know, I'm trying to say there's a way that you can score. You can be a Bamia. You can score as many goals as you can, but the team can still be shit or you can't win the team games and stuff like that. So that's what I'm really focused on when we're trying to bring a player in to replace because he doesn't win us games. You know, he may have, he may have won like he may he, okay he wins us games against. He doesn't win us games, but he, he, do, he don't win us big that. games. He don't win us big games. How many big games did we win? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Your right, your nine, your, but your, but I'm saying your striker is supposed to be the difference, isn't it? So in the games has where given, has we he, has he been given enough service? Yes. We know, we, yeah, we, know, we, know, we know, we know, we know, hold on, let me just land. Um, the thing with no. Lukaku is, we know what his strengths and we know what his weaknesses are. So people act like, oh, he can't do X, Y. You already knew he can't do it. You know he can't do it. Then of course the manager and his teammates know he can't do it too. So why do you put him in that situation for him to continuously mess up? Lukaku so, who you really ideally want. You want him on the last defender's shoulder or you want him on the right-hand side running at a man with the ability to cut in on his left foot. Anything beyond that, then you're kind of asking him to do but a lot. There isn't a team that plays like that, though. It, that, that doesn't make any sense, like, because there's no nine that, that's, that's doing that, that's winning championships. Like, nobody does that. You're not Mark Warwin. You're not doing... Like, nobody's doing that anymore, innit? You're going to have to get involved in a play. You're going to have to link things up and then you're going to have to get in the box and work hard for the team. That's what your job is now you, that is the job in it like if you look at all the top strikers in the world they're all doing that they're all working outside of the box first they're all linking up things and then they're getting in the box or they're producing special moments as well he's not doing anything you know what i mean so at the end of the day he's not good enough i think all right like if you're if we're talking about goals from like martial he seems to be on it in it like i trust martial to definitely increase his goal tally. So I don't think, even if we didn't replace Lukaku in terms of a number nine, I think in that department we'll have enough. 
Yeah, I think if we replace Lukaku, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a striker. We should go get a winger or something like that. Like, because I think Martial and Rashford, between both of them, they definitely have it enough to uh, get Lukaku's goal tally and also surpass it. Um, I think they will definitely improve on last season. So uh, uh, he's not going to be a miss at all. Like, not at all. So if so, I can quote you on saying that if the team does not sign anybody to replace Lukaku, yeah, his goal-scoring contributions will not be missed. 100%. You, you trust uh, Rashford, who has scored 17 league goals in the last two seasons, uh, Martial, who has scored um, 19 league goals in the last two seasons, yeah. to replace Lukaku's contributions. 100%, because they were both on Jose Mourinho. So, one, 100%, I, re- I, I trust Lukaku. them. Uh, okay, but he doesn't, again, Lukaku's Lukaku, he's not going to change. He does not score against the big teams. He does not win us his teams. Like, when it matters, when you're supposed to, you know, when you're fighting for, for example, we're, we're fighting for top four, and you have to beat the people around you, you can't trust Rum for that. So, yeah, we don't need him. Can you trust Rashford for that? 100%. Done it before. Uh, but four years ago now. Scary. Season, but yeah, um, yeah, trust Rashford for that, definitely. Uh, and Dissy, would you think on Lukaku to Italy rumours? He looks pretty happy to go, to be honest. Yeah, of course he's happy. United are a mess, bruv. And he's a pet competitive guy. He wants to go win stuff. Um, that's what he's about, isn't it? Um, he, I feel like with Lukaku, he's in a funny place where he's he's either overrated or criminally underrated. Like, technically, it's, it's, it's a bit of a mess. And sometimes, like, his movement, in terms of when we're building up play, has a lot to be decided. You've seen, oh, we've often seen Marshall and Pogba like literally shout at him telling him where to be but if he gets enough chances you will tuck type of thing do you know what I mean but we're not a team that creates enough chances in terms of him leaving I think it's the right thing for all parties um, as long as United get the investor back on him I'm pretty pretty I don't really care about it if we can get the Bala yes I'm with, again I'm with Elijah in terms of my assessment of Bala is a bit I'm not too sure technically he's superb probably in the top 5 to 10 players in the world technically He's he's a joke, extremely talented. But at the same time, as I just said, he's very sometimeish, and we seem to have a team full of sometimeish ballers type of thing. But you just don't get the baller quality that often. And I don't trust United to go out and source the baller quality. Like how many players in the last ten years have we had close to the ball? Like we locked up, we locked ourselves into getting Pogba, and we locked ourselves into getting Martial. Like I mean, Martial's not in the same quality as the baller, so we you don't get that level of quality often. So. My problem is that in this ridiculous 4 2 3 1 we're going to play, are we really going to play games where we've got Dabala 10, Daniel James, Lingard slash Greenwood right, and then Rashford or Marshall occupying either the 9 and the left mid spot? It, it just sounds too too pretty to me. Like There's not enough intensity players who are willing to get in behind, in behind defensives and cause problems off the ball by having the ball to feet. So I will still yep. take um, Dabala and. Any cash or even just a sweet swap, I'll even give them peas, bruv. Just, just, just get Lukaku out <laughs> and get us the baller in. At least that's one other quality you, player. And you... and he's Pogba's boy. That's what, at least if you've got Marshall, just to close, if you've got Marshall, Marshall, Pogba, the baller on the pitch, then I'm gonna bop in it. So mm. that's that's um, encouraging. I guess, I guess you gotta take your victories where you can. And um, would you take Icardi for Lukaku? No, no way. No. Interesting. You would. Okay, so 
I'll start with the no the no gang. It's uh, Seb and Dissu. Why wouldn't you take Bacardi? Well, uh, me, yeah, so the guy's toxic. Like, everywhere he goes, he does a madness in the dressing room. Um, he's a, definitely a sharpshooter in front of goal. But again, like, um, you know, I think we might have the same problems in terms of, like, he seems a bit laboured, innit? And I feel like with the pressing style and counter-attacking style that Oli wants to play, I don't think he's the right man for us. I think we kind of need man that's a bit athletic and, um, you know, kind of a bit action-packed. Um, he doesn't seem like the guy for us. And again, above that, he's toxic in the dressing room. Also, Inter tried to move mad for Perisic and we have to move mad for Lukaku. Like we have okay, to so you kind of you're coming through on a kind of the blood of my enemies vibe. One hundred percent. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't the blood of your enemies be giving them Lukaku? One hundred percent. But we. But, think, but, they don't, but they're trying to offload Icardi onto us because of the same things I've just said. Mm. So uh, we we don't want him. Give us straight cash, yeah, and we'll take him. But I don't. I definitely do not want Icardi. Mm. But how much do you think is a fair price? Just give us what we paid. What seventy five plus add ons, yeah? Yeah, give us what we paid. Simple. Wow. Because yeah. they they're trying to offer about sixty million. Like in this climate, sixty million is that's laughable. It's a joke, isn't it? For a player of Lukaku's uh, reputation. Yeah, nah, like nah. Elijah said, he hasn't flopped for Man United. He's done okay. Yeah. Clearly in a team that's more suited to him, he'll he'll score more goals. Exactly. Uh why aren't you interested in Nicardi? Um, from what I've seen of him, in the box he looks like a very, very excellent poacher type type finisher. But I really don't really like that um, brand of striker. Because uh, even Harry Kane, who some may call a poacher, he's very good all round. Like, he will, he can be very effective yeah. in games when he hasn't scored. Like, for example, if you watch England 3-2 against Spain, he was sick that game. And he didn't score a goal. So, um, and he's not that athletic as well. He's not that tricky. So, like, he's not like, not like Aguero. Even though Aguero's lost a step, like, he could still magic a goal out of nowhere. So, look at the goal against Lovren. When he ran across Lovren and that Mason touch near post, Icardi don't get you goals like that. Icardi needs to be fed. And I don't want strikers that we just have to feed. Like, Obviously, I want strikers ready to go get their own meal as well. You know what I mean? Like young Vapianos, go pick up your own meal. So, um, and also, he's at, all the Higgy Hagar around him, I'm just not interested in Icardi. I can't lie to you. Cool. And Elijah, um, on the other side, you said you would take him. Why? Do you know what? The thing with him is that when people say he can't magic himself a goal, in the teams he played for, he was doing that, basically. Because he was in some shocking teams. He, he, these were in the teams with, that were finishing ninth and 10th. And the goals he... Like, there would honestly be... There were, I think there was one game in the Milan derby where all three goals he scored, there were basically just half chances. The way he could just fashion himself a chance and just tuck it, even, even against Spurs in the Champions League last season, um, the San Siro. That, I remember that goal. Yeah, that definitely. Goal, he had no right to score. Like that, that's the stuff he's capable of. And I also think he's also quite underrated in like his actual general play as well. He does have have the ability to hold up. He does have the ability to link to link play. It's not amazing, but it's not detrimental. Like I think he is such a good, such a good And the problem is. The problem at Inter isn't with the fact that um, his ability, it's just the fact that he is just one of the worst footballers, like one of the worst footballers with an attitude ever, because he's just so 
the things he does is, is crazy, but play, players like that, you can, if you get them right, they can be so amazing for you. You can get them for a top price. Okay, do you, do you, on that year, do you trust Oli to have that type of player? I mean, Oli with Icardi, it seems like that's Icardi not going to work. Icardi would stab all over him. But yeah. just thinking in terms of getting like uh, Icardi, I think an amazing striker. But I can understand why why people wouldn't want him to be honest. Cool. So we'll lose. So hopefully we'll lose Lukaku, and then we'll we'll see where we go from there in regards to that. Um, something that was really interesting and has been gaining traction online, and I think I've discussed it with all of you guys in the chat as well. Uh, is looks like Oli's going to be playing Marshall up top a lot. So maybe you don't want to have that bet with me, Seb, in regards to the amount of goals Rashford's going to score. Um, what do you guys think of Martial up top? Strengths, weaknesses, is that something you want to see long term? Jisoo, so I know obviously you're, you're a card-holding member of Martial FC, so yeah, what do you yeah. think of Martial up top? Yeah, um, I find the analysis on Martial's game so weird. Like, it's, it is really, really weird. I feel like people who put the same type of numbers as him are heralded in a higher regards. So when you look at his numbers in terms of, because remember he doesn't play that on the Mourinho he was like in and out and he's always getting these niggly injuries. But if you look at his numbers, they literally bang out with Sane, um, Mane, Salah, Son, and has or has us gone. So in, in a clearly worse team and somebody who does not play often enough, his numbers bang out. So clearly that he's an extremely talented baller. Um, I think up front he's best suited up front because he's one v one game. Has actually regressed since the first year because in the first year he was li- he was beating fullbacks for fun. Now I don't I don't know what it is. He's I don't know what he's been doing recently. But um, with his strength, his ability to hold the ball, his intelligence and link up play, and especially his finishing, I think he's definitely our best option at number nine. I just don't trust Rashford enough whatsoever. I don't trust Rashford's finishing. I don't trust his decision making. I don't trust his temperament. I just don't trust him up front. I don't trust him out wide either. But that's a story for another day. So, from what I saw, I know it's a short um, sample size, but what I saw from in the Spurs game, he led the line really well. Um, the Spurs centre backs, they're quite good, and they they couldn't bully him off the ball whatsoever. It was a difference from Lukaku, where you give the ball to him and you don't know if it's gonna stick or not. With Martial, you know for a fact it's gonna stick and you're gonna receive it or somebody else gonna receive it. And he was making better movement off the ball. Um, he was he was also pressing, which still that's shocking me. Two games in a row, Martial pressing. I'll take that to the bank. So, yeah, I think if we if he plays up front and he starts 30 to 50 games all comps, he'll get at least 25 goals. That's my personal belief. Cool. Um, what do you think of Martial up top, uh, Seb? Um, Mar- bad news for your boy. Um, well, not really, because Oli said they'll rotate in it. Like, he, he, I think he, I think that's one of the key. Uh, things he's probably said to Marshall, I said, you will get your chance up front. And for me, like, I would rather, like, if Marshall's going to play like he played against, uh, as uh, DC said, it's a small sample size, but if he's going to play like that, like, as he done against Spurs in pre-season, all season, because last season, when he played up top during pre-season, it was the worst performance I've ever seen. Like, he was disgusting. But, 
that was under a different manager. So if he's gonna play like that, if he's gonna play like this, like uh, how he's playing this preseason, I don't mind because on on the left I think he's quite useless. He doesn't run off the ball. He doesn't do anything. At least Rashford, I don't think Rashford's gonna good off um good on the left, but he will give you you know the work rate. He'll run off the ball and you know that's gonna create chances and whatnot. But I I don't mind seeing them two rotate. Is it, is it Martial look, scoring like one in three wide though? He's finishing is calm. Like if he gets into the position, it's calm. But he don't run off the ball. He don't do anything. Like against certain defenders, yeah, like he's he hides in the so corner he's and not, that. He's not. He's not getting the most out of his attributes that he could do. But Basically. like, uh, like this, you said the numbers he's putting up. That's up there with. Yeah, no, no, I can't question his finishing. You can't question Marshall's finishing. I think he's a great finisher. So again, if he's gonna play like this, I don't mind who plays up top. I just want us to bang goals. I just literally just want us to win, bruv. Like I don't give a shit, like who plays or not, bruv. Like, but yeah, man, just get Marshall off the left, basically, because he, it's it's a detriment to the team. Cool. Uh, and what do you think, Elijah? Man. I've been banging, banging this drum for years, man. Even he had a little spell up top when LVG was manager, and it looked yeah, like yeah. it was like it was just gonna like we say small sample size, but albeit he was nineteen then. Yeah. Based on how you think for LVG, it just looked like it was a matter of time before he eventually became our uh, number nine, and yeah, yeah you know, kind of went left. Do you know what? There was even a time under Jose as well. There was a game. There was a game against Burnley when we won two 0 away from home. Marshall was played up front. He was sick. There was even the Spurs game that season as well away when I think we lost two one. He he started the game up top. He got he was running in behind. He was causing Spurs problems and stuff like that. So it's not like for me. I've never understood when people have wanted Marshall out wide because for me, for a wide player, you need the intensity to take on a player, get past him. The thing with Marshall is that he's got really good close control. His dribbling isn't incredible. His, his, his take-ons aren't amazing. So if you have someone with good close control, like and also like um, this you said, he's got really good link, link-up play, good hold-up play, why would you want them out out left? And plus, this, this is a player who has who's actually a really good finisher. And this also there's this idea that Marshall doesn't poach that many goals. If you actually go through his goals, you will see that a lot that a, that a lot of the time he actually does poach goals. Like even last season versus Chelsea, his first goal it was him being in, in that area tapping it in. There was a there was a one against Watford, I think. Like he was in that same area, Bournemouth as well. Like he has loads of these goals where they're kind of scrappy goals. So for me, I've never understood why I would want him left. We would want him out out left. And but but the thing is with me is that it's never been a thing of where I have either Marshall or Rashford. It's always been just play them both together. They for me they 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 would complement each other so well. And and they and, they actually always link up very well together. Yeah, it it just it's it's never made sense to me why they would never just put both of them out up front and just and just like, just Brexit four four two. Four four two then. Yeah. I've I've always said four four two. But yeah, who plays wide though? Who play who plays in the wide positions? We don't have the personnel for that. That that's that's the thing. That Daniel James. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. George, the thing is, yeah, before what I wanted was like we would have kind of like two remember when Man City had Silver and Four two they played out the four, two, two, two. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So basically, kind of like that. But obviously, you need attacking fullbacks and actually need good uh, attacking in the mid midfield as well. Plus, you, you would also need a good partner for Pogba because playing Pogba in the four four two, you need a proper defensive midfielder who is properly sound. But so I can understand why they haven't done it, but. To try not make it happen does not make sense to you. But Martial as a number nine, I mean, he's lost a lot of time with not playing there. But I still yeah. think the basics are there for him. It's just about playing him up there, get getting game time, proper coaching in terms of movement. Um, the one thing he needs to do is that he needs to get into the box more when the ball is out wide. He's a bit too like calm with just then we've got wide and doesn't go and just run into the box he needs to get more goals at the near post as well that, I think that, that's his problem his second yeah. phase is crap yeah yeah that's the thing he, he needs to link up then running behind stretch the fence but for, for me that comes with coaching I don't think his movement is overly that bad I think from central areas his movement is alright because he has that same run on me used to do where he just bends his run from from in to out kind of he done against Spurs uh, when he scored the winner at Old Trafford he done against Wolfsburg as well so he ha- he has that kind of run already done it's just that he needs more in the box movement where that's 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 where that's where he needs to eat because that's where he'll get most most of his goals so for me Marshall up top makes the most sense as a striker right now. But ideally, I would want another option to just come on, or maybe maybe just Rashford to switch as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. And um, like he like this, you said he's put up good stats mm. last few years, not in the best of uh, conditions. Uh, like Seb said, he still, despite that, leaves a lot to be decided. I think it's a big season for him. I yeah, think he has a manager who who believes in his talent. And he has a club which is crying out for him to achieve his potential. So if he can really kick on, he can start getting that due praise and due respect that had us all raving about him in his first season. So I'm really hoping hoping that happens for him. And yeah, that'll be to the benefit of him because he'll actually get to play for France and potentially win titles. Because it w- must not have been nice watching all your boys dancing around with that World Cup trophy. And it'll be to the benefit of Manchester United as well. Um, you mentioned obviously just there, like yeah, having somebody to come up off the bench mm-hmm. just to rotate with Martial. I think that's a lovely segue into uh, one of the quieter transfer windows that we've had in the last <laughs> few years. Um, we, we were discussing transfers last last week. We haven't signed anybody since. Uh. Um, let's first of all start with the usual suspects that we've been linked with. What you guys think? What you guys have heard? Maybe I haven't picked up on you want to share with our listeners. Uh, we'll start at the back and work our way forward. So, uh, Harry Maguire. So, today, apparently, he didn't show up for training. Isn't yep. feeling well? Yeah. Yeah. And, rec- um, and just recently, um, um, Demarzio, whose reputation is on the ropes. I don't know why his reputation is on the ropes, but apparently his reputation is on the ropes. Yeah. Um, he said that they're nearing an agreement. Um, Maguire wants Leicester to respect his wishes. And then that Alfredo Pedula guy said, yeah, it's a done deal. United are now looking at Savage next, so... That's the latest gist that I've seen. So, Savage. I'll, seg- I'll go forward to Savage. I've seen those links as well. We're talking about 75 million. For those who've watched him a bit more than me, I have 
heard that he's pretty similar stylistically to Paul Pogba. Um, for those who've watched him more than I have, is that true? How would you see them working together in the same team? Is that a signing you want us to complete? Uh, talk to you guys. Um, well, I'll go first. Like, uh, like he is stylistic. Bruno Fernandez case where you've watched just like two games. No, 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 no. Because uh, we, I've argued about uh, Savage uh, for a while still. Um, I think he's a very good player, but I'm o- I would only take him out of desperation because, I, like, I don't know how him and Pogba work because you see their defensive deficiencies is something that worries me. <laughs> like, both of them two, from what I see, they look like they can't tackle. Like, you know what I mean? So I just don't know how it works. However, like, in terms of if we're if we have the ball and we're you know, we have the majority of the possession, it's going to be deadly, like, it's going to be dangerous, but if we're playing a team like City, where, you know, we won't have the ball, um, it'll be interesting to see, because I just don't, like, they, I don't know why they don't know how to tackle, both of them, like, they both don't know how to tackle, like, I've seen, like, them do stupid things, or, like, the way how, like, Pogba tries to tackle from the back when the ball's, like, nowhere near, I've seen Savage do the same thing, um, but I think in terms of, like, you know, being comfortable on the ball, being press-resistant, yep, that's, you know what I mean? They're both the same, and he, he definitely creates chances and stuff like that. So, um, and, he, and and he's he's proper confident. Like, you can tell by the way he plays, he, he believes in himself. But you're just going to have to, you, you're going to need, like, McTominay's going to have to be drinking 10 Red Bulls before the match. <laughs> like, real talk, like, if he's going to play in his team. But um, yeah, this is just from the games that I watch. He just looks a bit weird when defending, but he's a, he's definitely a good player, man. Hundred percent a good player. The N OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has thirty eight total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The twenty twenty one Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Uh, what do you think, Elijah? Is that a player you'd be happy for us to get in? Do you see him fitting in with what we've got already? Um, Which isn't much, to be honest. He's definitely a talented player. What I would say is that the season where he there was a lot of hype, there was a lot of hype around him. He was playing basically like a second striker. Basically. Yeah, that, that, that's why he got he's at like fifteen goals in the league or something like that. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. He was playing like a like there, there, there was generally times. Yeah, where, he got twelve goals that season. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So there were generally times where they would kind of use him like. A, Fellaini just fling the ball up to him, will make it stick, and then they'll, they'll they'll play off that. But he's really good technically. Um, he's got the the one thing, the difference between him and Pogba. I think he has a bit more intensity than 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 Pogba. Pogba sometimes can be a bit. He can like a bit. Yeah, he can just be a bit too laid back, which it, it is a star. But with Savage, he he does have a bit more intensity. Um, the problem, the thing is, is that, him, is that Eastern European tough, really? yeah, yeah, he's basically got that. The thing is, with him is that apparently he has a tendency just to go missing completely in games. Like, whereas with Pogba, he will demand it no matter what, like, he will demand it to try and make something happen. Savage sometimes can have a tendency just to go missing. I mean, we even saw it at the World Cup a bit when he's the first game, apparently, he, he was actually that was his best game. But in games versus Brazil, when the, the when like it gets a bit tough, he just disappears and stuff. So it's just a bit like um yeah. 
Um, I do like him. I mean, I think it, it, it is a lot of money. I mean, it is less than it was the Sunday before where I was completely like, no, there's no way we're paying like over 100 million for this guy. Now it's gone down to like around 70 million. And if there's no other option, then maybe we can have Pogba a bit further back and then Savage can just do other things in the final third, really. Yeah, I think that's how I would see that working. That's the same way I'd probably see it working with uh, the main man in uh, sporting, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, he played against Liverpool and apparently he, he stole the show. Uh, this did mention to me that he kept shooting, which is cool, I guess. The feedback I could see from Liverpool fans were like they were really, really impressed with him. Um, obviously, the, the same reports are coming out. We're signing him. The money's there, etc., etc. But nothing is happening. Um, Seb, I know last time we spoke, you'd only watched two games. Have you managed to watch any more since we last spoke? Yeah, just well, I was just it was more not games, full games, but it's just more like just clips and stuff like that. Just looking at him and stuff like that. But yeah, man, he he definitely loves he definitely loves a shot. That's one thing I can say. Like he definitely loves a shot. But um, I'm a bit skeptical because like he had crazy numbers this season. So, like, you know, I'm I'm always the guy that I, I just want to see what they do for the next season. Like, because uh, the numbers is why he's getting the hype. Um, but I don't, like, for example, see, like, uh, I think it was like Tielemans, before he went to uh, Monaco, it's because he was banging. Yeah, no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying that Monaco stint, he digressed and that. He, he was horrible, like, at Monaco from the games that I watched. And then I feel like he's kind of got the right coach to bring it out of him. So, you know, it's only the right coach for Bruno. I'm not too sure, in it, You know, because I don't know what type of player he is because I've only seen him, like, bang goals and bang long ranges and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, just, I don't know yet. Yeah, you don't sound very optimistic there. No. Uh, Disu, what do you think about the players we're being linked to in the in the in the news? Maguire, Milinkovic, Savic, and um, Bruno Fernandez. Those are the main ones, to be honest with you. Uh, Maguire, I think he's a he's a very good player. Um, I don't feel like he's top brass, and I feel like if you're going to be paying, if he's going to be the most expensive defender in the world or not too far from Dyke, he he has to be one of two things. He has the ability to be, once given the platform, one of the best defenders in the world, or he's a really, really exciting young prospect, but he's 26 years old and he's not as good as Van Dyke or Laporte or those type of players. So, price-wise, it's a horrendous move, but I do think he will play well. Uh, my worry with Van Dyke and with Maguire stylistically is we're playing a high foot. Who's, who's, what's that sound? It's mad. Whoever's... I don't know, like Tic Tacs or something. Just mute yourself, please, yeah? Yeah, so um, with, Van, with the style we're looking to play, there's a lot of front front foot football that leaves a lot of exposure to Maguire playing, having to defend in the channels that are left by the full-backs when they push on and just 1v1 in, in terms of counter-attacks. And that is not his strength. He's not very good at that whatsoever. And he's not fast. But I think he can be a, a, a good performer for Manchester United. And he gives us that threat aerially in terms of set-pieces providing that we don't do that corner where we just smash it to the back post and nobody's there. Um, with regard to midfield... Defensively, we have conceded. We're always susceptible when we're We're still going to do that because we had Smalling and Smalling on March in the year, but it's the other guys. Like, But that's not going to change. I don't see change. Anyway, with regard to the midfield options, it's really strange because if you look at the profile of midfielders we've got currently, we've got Pogba, 
who's really uh, an, a very attacking eight, but he has to play deeper because nobody else can pass. We've got Fred, who's meant to be like a DLP slash ball winner, who's just very inconsistent. Matic, less said the better. McTominay, uh, more of an all-action box-to-box. Jack of all trades, master of none. And who's the other you? Oh, um, AP, just a... Eh. I was thinking of a nicer way to say it, but yeah, thank you, Elijah. Um, An- eh. Anton from the Touchy Gunas podcast calls him a Casio. Don't call him an AP, if you know, you know. So we look at that mid- <laughs> is that we need somebody who could play in the first phase, somebody who can initiate our attacks. But again, we also need somebody with a bit more creativity because Pogba's the only one that can actually do something creatively and offensively on the pits. So when you get Bru- links with Bruno and Savage, I understand it. We're just probably going to push Pogba deeper where like he pays for France. The difference is France actually have Mbappe and Lamar and Dembele and Griezmann who could, and Payet and all the stuff for Vin who could do things in the final third. So that will require us getting a sixth attacking player. Bruno Fernandes from... Funny enough, sorry, sorry to interject here, but funny enough, we mentioned Martial pre-season, yeah? Not going to lie, but Tomini playing pre-season was really decent. Yeah, he has been and decent. And he definitely started... He definitely started um, attacks from the back as well, man. Like, he played some really, really good, like, balls to, like, Daniel James or whoever. I can't remember who he was on, like, different sides. But he played some... Re- which I didn't know he had in the locker, in it. So, he could be, you know, a useful tool this season. Yeah, he, he has... Yeah. He, he seems more confident and more comfortable than he did last season. So, and that, of course, it's pre-season, but he does seem a bit better. I think Fred's the best out of the rest of the boys outside of Pogba like that. He's really good. He does some really, really good first-time fizz in, in between the lines, but Fred can get panned off the ball any second. In between Savage and Bruno, Bruno seems to be a bit more dynamic in terms of his movements. He's willing to go back and tackle. He shoots well with both feet. He seems to have got a bit of engine on his end. I think he's been their captain, so... I assume he has some sort of leadership qualities. Savage, proper dripple drown you. You know I like that type of brothers. I, I want us to get Savage when we're linked to him as well. Um, but he's kind of tailed off and he's kind of lost a bit of um, status since then. If we do get Savage, we have to play him as a, as Elijah said, he played for Lazio. As somebody who's closer around a goal, we have to hope that he gets in between 15 and 20 goals. He's got the physicality for the Prem in terms of the upper body strength. He can jump. He's very good technically. He can... He could beat the press and that, all that type of stuff. Can he bring in a consistent basis? That's the, that's the issue. Personally, with Eva, I'll be happy. In terms of how to pick between the two, I don't know, you know. I think Bruno gives you more te- uh, more tactical flexibility. I feel like you could play a 4 3 Bruno and Bruno Pogba and somebody else won't be as much of a disaster as Bruno SMS and somebody else. Agreed. But I think Savage is just a better player. So I think I think I'll take Savage, let me not lie. To be fair, I think last season he played deeper and he got midfielder of the season. Oh yeah, what? He did. what what in Syria? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, see this is why I need to stop listening to people because people are saying he was pants last year. No, nah, he got midfielder of the season. So. I did hear people weren't happy with that shout though when he nah. won the streets were happy. Is, you know me, I keep my ear to the street. So, <laughs> when he won that, people was like, nah, this is a joke thing. Absolute joke. Yeah, but because to be fair, at the start of the season, Lazio fans were putting up basically putting up banners around, around the stadium saying he needs to get out. So, <laughs> I'm sure I was. Uh, because yeah. when I saw he won that, I was like, raw, but 
like I was reading reports that he he was getting like you know harassed and that. So yeah, so I'm yeah, but yeah, he did play deep a lot last season. So I'm not sure if he maybe yeah. maybe um. So again, that's just a lot of umming and ahhing in terms of what's happening. Mm. Uh, the window, I believe, it closes on the eighth of August. So that's uh, less than two weeks away now. Mm. Um, are we going to sign anybody? Yes. Yeah. How many players are we going to sign, and who do you think they are? Uh, start with Seb. We'll sign Maguire, and I think we'll sign. Swap for like it might be the baller, but I don't think it's either the like Savage, Bruno, and the baller. They're all one position. Like that's what how I feel. Oli sees it, so it'll be one of them. Like I'll probably probably say um. I'll probably say Bruno. I'll say Bruno. Okay, so Seb is saying Maguire and Bruno, Bruno Fernandez. Jisoo? Uh, um, I want to quickly say this before I get onto who you signed. I think United fans are quite confused about what's going on. Why we not? We have money. We make money every year. How are we not being spending the same as Fulham did last year or Villa have done this year? I don't think it's from what I've been reading and intuitive head and not speaking to some people that know about um, that work in football it's not the transfer fees is the problem you've not got the money for the fees they could spend 300 million if they wanted to it's the the wages although our wage to ratio level is pretty good we've got a very very bloated wage budget wage to revenue ratio yeah yeah, yeah. it's very very bloated and also our revenue is going to go down next year because of lack of Champions League and so deals like extending Jones extending Rojo extending Smalling Extending um, Mata, Mata, Young, and then obviously Sanchez, Sanchez. Sanchez contracts horrendous. The guy is about to get a, a pay rise. And ob- so hold on, let's just go back. Start again. So you said Rojo. Yep. He's on about 100k a week. 160, 150 Jones. apparently. So something mad like that. Okay, so let's say 150. Um, you said Phil Jones, who's also on 100k. Yeah. Sanchez, who let's say is on how much? 400. Let's say 400. 400. Let's say 400k. Um, who else? Did you mention that? Young's like 120. 120k. Smalling's, um, Smalling's about 100. 100k. Okay, Matter's so like, 160. 160. Um, would you include Fred in there? No, no, no. I'll leave Fred. You're allowing Yeah, allow him. Right, cool. So altogether, that's 57, 78. That's nine cents. That's close to 52 million um, pounds a year that we're paying all those players that you've mentioned in wages. Bro. Uh, you could, and then these are players who okay I can understand Smalling and Jones because if we didn't have Smalling and Jones we'd be short on defensive numbers but no Robert, no why? no I'm not doing this I'll tell you why because if we got right. okay maybe one of them yeah one of Smalling, Jones and Rojo if we because Axel could replace one of them Fosimenso could replace one of them and they're at the very worst well, as good as them as good at the very worst as good as them man yeah Rojo could be replaced by Oh, what's his name? We got we got Shaw Dalor and, and what's his name? Um Wambasaka anyway. We don't need to have my problem is that we're giving these mediocre players P, yeah. We want to keep them for squad balance, but we've got young players who could do the exact same job as them. They're gonna be cheaper, they're gonna care about the club a lot more, and they have license to approve. So what we need to do is that United obviously don't want to sell players for pittances. The reason why they have to is because if you don't... You even mentioned Damian, who's probably on like 70 or so. Yes, exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. You know what I'm saying? So, if you don't sell these players now for the prices that were quoted, 
what makes you think we're gonna get a better price next year when a transfer when a contract one year close to expiry? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You made a bad decision, deal with it, cut your losses. At least you get them off the wage books and then now you can reinvest elsewhere. So in terms of agreed, what... I think even how we how we look at how we look at transfers and the money that our teams are spending, you should consider how much you pay, but then you should also consider how much you're paying a player a week and how many years you've committed to. So we for Lukaku was seventy five million plus fifteen million add ons, and then I think he's around two hundred two hundred fifty yeah. yeah. four year contract. So you've committed another additional forty odd million to Romelu Lukaku. All in all, mm. so that is yeah, that is a one hundred thirty million pound mm-hmm. pound deal. So you sell him for seventy, and you get his wages off the books. That that's ninety million that you're you're recouping back. All in all, so these things matter, yeah. and you can't mm-hmm. as much if you're making money that Manchester United does. You have to keep a close eye on that. And I think a lot like sometimes we say, oh, the reason we're not doing any deals is because whenever Manchester United come to the table, people add on 10, 20 million. It's because people have seen how foolish we are, so they try and take the piss. We're not the only rich club out there who have money to spend, but you don't see other teams necessarily getting fleeced. They back the players that they want to get, and then they run with it. Like City, they identify their target, they pay the money, but I think also with City, they know that you're coming into the Pep system, so chances are, as long as you play enough, you're going to justify how much is being spent on you. But with us, we're getting players, we're overpaying for them, and then they're not coming in and justifying it. Because I think even though we are overspending, if players are at least coming in and playing well, people aren't going to point at their transfer fee. It's when you've clearly overspent and the player's not justifying the fee either is when you're not winning. And also, and they also hear it. Also hear this, Mariah, yeah? When C- what, obviously City are doing some dodgy stuff, but they're, also, they're willing to take losses and they're smart too. Because they're smart. As soon as they clock a player ain't it, they just sell them, cut their losses, boom. We keep them there. And when you keep them there and they're not playing, all you're doing is just tanking their value, tanking their value, you're making it less like, at least... If we just clock, okay, cool, boom, year one, Fred ain't it or Matic ain't it, we're gonna shut them. You're more likely, you're more likely gonna get a club that's gonna be able to take on at least a bulk of their wages or maybe their wages period than you would two or three years later into the experiment when Rojas paid about started about five games and exactly yeah. and then marginalised. So you can't come and tell a man fifteen million for Rojo and pay Rojo one hundred and fifty bags a week when Rojo plays three games a season. It's not gonna make sense. But yeah, in terms of who I think we're gonna sign, I think we'll sign Maguire. The the fact that from what I'm hearing it seems like it's a one in one out policy. I'm I can't really commit to anybody we're gonna sign. I hope we sign um actually all the other players that we linked to, I don't even hope we sign. Maybe the baller, but that's about it really. So you're saying only Maguire, yeah? That's that's the only one I can guarantee, yeah. I I could just see Maguire coming in. Um last but not least Elijah. So along with what did this is saying about the wage bill. Also, with, with regards to our squad registration rules as well, our squad is quite big, and we've got we've signed Rambasaka and Daniel James. Rashford needs to be registered now as well. So, I think I think stuff like that you have to consider. So, we've got so that's probably that plus the wages is probably why we we need to have this one and one out policy. Also, with Lukaku leaving. We're losing another homegrown player, so it, it kind of ma- I understand why it kind of makes sense why we're going after players a bit, but I think we do have enough in the squads, and, and we do have enough young players to replace these. They're basically useless squad players. Useless, like, we have, a, a, useless, my G. We have we have at least five of them, 
and then that's not even considering the players that just aren't good. Like there are gen- general players which I am surprised that still play for United. Like I I, I forget every single month that Damian plays for Man United. I've not seen him play football in like six months. Like it's ridiculous that he, he's still there. I mean I'm I'm not his biggest hater, but he's not playing football. He's useless. Rojo not playing football. He is u- useless. We've got. And the worst thing is, is that there are the new squad players, and then there are players that are part of the squad, but they are blocking pathways for the younger players, and they are even worse. You've got people like Jones and Matic that they aren't good, they're not useful, and just blocking pathways for young players to potentially come up and actually establish themselves. Yeah, because Elijah, but, even players, remember you said that. Um, then you say you got obviously you got the youth star just complete and utterly useless. Yeah. So that's Sanchez, that's Damian. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those those men have no use in the least disrespectful way. They they're useless in it. But you obviously got guys that are a bit past it. So for example, Mata, you don't know I love Mata. Uh, Why are we giving him one sixty? If he was at the state, he wants to take a pay cut. Alright, cool. Don't give him one sixty. Bring it, Angel Gomez. Angel Gomez is better than Mata now. No, no, should I tell you why I think that is? You know, I think that's a that's for DD, DDG to sign. You know? Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. If it's if if it's if it's a feed your family thing, I call. I'll have that. In it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Because that's the only way that makes. Listen, sense, bro. I can't lie. I will sign Blaze Matuidi if he's gonna keep Pogba, fam. I will sign the. I'll sign the Pogba twins. I'll sign the Pogba twins. I'll sign. I'll sign Pogba's brothers, bro. If you keep him there, yeah, I like him, cheeky lad. Yeah, Blazo, Blazo. But in terms of who we're gonna get in, I think we're gonna get in Maguire. Um, I actually do think if we do sell Lukaku and we don't do the swap for the ball, I think this Dembele thing has a bit of legs. What Dembele, the one from Leon? Yeah, I oh, think. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you rate him? Um, do you know, do you know what? I was saying when he was going on a free from Fulham, get him in. Just wow. as a plan B, get 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 him in off the bench. He's someone you can like ra- ra- like rather than Fellaini, just go to someone like Dembele. He's an actual striker. He's got a he's got a bit about him with his feet as well, but he's got a presence. But now, I mean, you're not gonna sign what he would cost for like fifty or forty million and then have him as a plan B. But he is a player that I've actually always liked, but it's just the doubt of whether you sign him and then you have him rotating with someone like this. It's a lot of money to commit to have him as a rotational player. But then again, we've signed Fred and, you know, he costs 52 million and at best he's looking like he's going to be a rotational player. So we'll see what happens. So you're saying, all right, we've shown a track record of messing around with our money. So let's just keep cracking on messing about. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to, we need to write the steering wheel at at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. That you're all optimistic. You're all looking forward to the season. Can't wait. Um, before closing up, what we're gonna do is just go through some. Oh, quickly. Questions. Apparently, and on this podcast. Hello. Is this live? What is this? Fresh off the the, the pavement? Yeah. Charlemagne, are we live? Um, basically, um, according to United reports, I'm assuming they're on their due diligence. Um. The director of um, Harry Maguire's sporting agency, he's his insta story was of Old Trafford, like Carrington. So, 
Oh, here we go. Yeah, but I've just seen that uh, James Garner, one of the young players, he has the same agent as Harry Maguire, so that's probably why it might be out old. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, right now, what, ten past ten. No, no, no. This was he 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 uploaded that if five. Ends up coming in the, five hours ago. The paparazzi will get him. Remember when they got Pogba with a sheet over him? Remember when they got <laughs> Sanchez with the drone? Trust me. When if Maguire comes, we'll be the first ones to know, lads. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> up. I'm going to go through some uh, listeners' questions. Um, probably some of them will be taking shots at various members of the panel. We just uh, roll with the punches. So, the first one is from S3SS3 underscore. Chances of United landing Pepe. Uh, I think that's directed at Elijah. What's his at? What's his at, man? Um, S3. Uh, Elijah, Elijah was getting banged up by Arsenal okay. fans. Ah, okay. oh, man. Banged up by Arsenal fans, though. Nah, they would do me in today. Yeah, so what do you think those chances are, Elijah? I'm saying a good 2% right now. Yeah? Cool. Um, I've got a uh, question from Kaysen Upta 96 um, This is for everybody, so everyone can answer in turn. Who would you hypothetically prefer for the 10th spot, all things considered? Bruno, Eriksen, Zabala, or Madison? Madison. Um, each person. Madison. Each person. Choice and why? Madison, um, Young. I think he's really, really creative. He's actually natural number 10 as well. He can take set pieces. I like him. I, w- I want to see more from him. So I'll, I'll say Madison. Elijah? So it was Dabala, Madison, and who? Dabala, Madison, Erickson. Uh, Erickson, I don't like that you. Um, Same. I don't know. Uh... Madison is good, but I would like to see another season potentially before I commit to spending money on him. Right now, it's weird to probably be. Uh, do you know what? Of that list, I'll probably go with Madison as well. You know, because yeah, that's not that's not an amazing list. Bruno, I've not seen much of at all, so I can't really comment on him. The baller, Madison, and the baller, yeah, yeah, and. With the baller, I just don't trust him away from home. Like I just, I just think. <laughs> them tough I, I think away games, yeah. Yeah, no, but I really think he's one of them. Ah, oh, he's Argentine as well. Them guys don't like Manchester, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Lives, yeah. Same man, so yeah. Cool. And Seb, who would you go away from that list? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I saw that question earlier on, and straight away I said Madison. Yeah, definitely because um. Yeah, I just feel like um, I've seen an, I've seen enough of him, and probably at our team uh, with like the players we have, I think he could definitely do like do a little bit still. So yeah, Madison. So it's Madison all round. Then. What about you? Mm. Who would I go with from that list? Yeah. Um, I would go with. The baller, get him in, drip or drown. Effort, man. <laughs> let's just get the techers. Let's just get the techers in, and we work it out from there. And I reckon he link up well with uh, Pogba as well, yeah. Um, yeah, that's still. I've got uh, your last four months, bro. Yeah, that's cool. Four brilliant months, and then he crashes and burns. Yeah, he'll he'll pull the same by that Rob Di Maria's house. What else have we got to lose at this point? That's why I'm on anything, man. Just give me any player, man. Give me anyone. <laughs> Fall out for a bit, man. Uh, OJ underscore LDN. Um, how many goals do Rash and or Martial score as main striker for the upcoming season? Asked the same question during last season. Serbi said Rash 25 or comps. 
Considering Oli's style of play, does that number change for both of them? Is he asking combined? What's he asking? Like, is he asking yeah, what? Let's, let's get gonna... again, yeah? Uh, how many goals do Rash and or Martial score as main striker for the upcoming season? So, I think firstly, he's asking you how many goals will Rashford score? How many goals yeah. will uh, Martial score if each one was the main striker? Oh, if they was, yeah. Style of play. So, I think I earlier said that Martial would get 25 goals, right? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Rashford, Ayo? Seven. Seven? Okay. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I feel like 17. <laughs> 17. Um, I think Rashford gets 20. Uh, and Martial? Um, hmm, it depends on his gloves or not. <laughs> do, you know what I think? I do you know what? Do you know what I think? Yeah, you said 20 for Rashford, and obviously in your head, Rashford's better than Martial, so now you can't say, Yeah, more I can, I can hear him calculating. I'm definitely not going to say more. You know in your heart. That Martial's that's what I see from them this season, at least. But yeah, um, got a question from Squidiculous. That song is a banger, though. Oh man, it's a banger. Anyone else reckon Julian Nagelsmann is the perfect manager for United come 2020? Out coach Guardiola on more than one occasion too. Um, who's watched him? Because I know he's got a lot of hype. He's what? He's just about to turn 30, hasn't he? Yeah, got the Leipzig job now. Yeah. Um, have you watched him, Elijah? I've seen a bit of Hoffenheim. So obviously there was the playoff they had versus Liverpool in seventeen eighteen. Yeah. Um, and then I saw them versus Shakhtar last season. I think were they in? They were in Man City's group, weren't they? I think I can't. I, I can't remember, but I, I definitely remember watching Shakhtar and Hoffenheim. And they, he looks like a very expansive coach. Um, he's got a great ideas. Like one of his most fa- more famous quotes is the fact that football is thirty percent tactical and seventy percent mental. So yeah, I saw that one. So he's obviously very man management based. He's got really good ideas. Like he has this big screen on the training ground where players can watch back as. Like, like he will stop play. They have a big screen, and then he will explain to them what what was going through. Um, he, he plays this free at the back with with Hoffenheim. He used to have a midfielder in the middle, so he he does like to play out the back. He does like quick transitions. I'm not sure about like his defensive transition game, defensive organization, but um, he does seem like an interesting I think this Leipzig... Someone's scratching, someone's scratching while Elijah's talking. Go on, Elijah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I think this Leipzig move it would be very good, because it is, it is a step up. He gets to work with a team who have shown they've got very good recruitment, so he get better players in, work with them. And it will be interesting to see because obviously they've got Lookman as well. They've just signed 
with who just signed with Leipzig. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how, how he uses them. But he is a very he's got he's got a lot of uh, potential personally. But I'm not sure if United probably too he, soon for him. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, people don't understand United is massive. It has swallowed LVG hole and spat him out. It's how could you still angry about that? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think, like, I think at the interview today and you were like Bayern Munich is a club, Manchester United is like, a business. Hey, hey, do you know what? Yeah, do what? Do what makes you so angry about him? Yeah, every single board. Yeah, he has pissed off, but he always talks about <laughs> about United. Hey, he How hates could, Woodward, man. Mate, he had a problem with Barcelona, Ajax. The Netherlands, the Netherlands board, like it's 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 not it's not it's not even a club. How can I have a problem with uh, uh, like the executives there? He's so annoying, pisses me off, man. Like he can't talk. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, he's a character. We'll, we'll, oh. give, we'll give him that. Um, <laughs> and David Seller, what is the best lineup that Oli should put out going forward based only on the players we have today? So I want you guys to work together to come up with the best lineup. Firstly, uh, what formation would you go with? I'm going four four two. Just you and Elijah, you're in agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been outvoted, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Power play. Sorry, bro. Um, who's been goal? DDG. And you're back four. Uh, well, me. Well, among yourselves. So AWB definitely. Yeah, he's a star. Oh, he hasn't earned abbreviation status yet, man. Nah, no, nah, 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 he, he has. He has, yeah. He has, man. Yeah, respect him. Wambasaka's um, quicker to say than AWB. Well, uh, Faye's injured, so forget him. Um, I'm, I'm actually Faye, by the way. Just, I just want that. I think I said it. In the last pod, but yeah. Yeah, me he too. He got injured. I haven't got time. How he injured himself? That like just wrecked his technique. Man. I hate it. I hate it. He's disgraceful. He's so ass. Like allow it, man. <laughs> like what are you Very doing, bro? Like, man, like why is he gully creeping like, against, uh, across the box and that? It makes no yeah, sense. Scary stuff. But yeah, um, so, so you said Bayes out. So out. Oh, yeah. So I, I'd go Lindelof and Axel. Same. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, or Lindelof and Axel not having Jones or Smalling possible yeah? man they've no, had no. their chance they've had their chance no. they've done too much dumbness auntie the, okay. auntie the evil you've done in this world is too much it's, it's too enough much. man real it's talk enough. and who would be a left back I'll well, be sure it's the only left footed one so. I'll go Dallo wow. I hate playing inverted fullbacks but nah man it has to be sure man I hate I hate <laughs> Dallo at left back is, is, is a no for me still because he can't a disaster, yeah. You can't even play right back, right, right back properly yet. So yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. No. Yeah, I, I just go for sure because just because he's left footed. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see him ever again. I can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been seeing a lot of him this season, boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that midfield four, who would you guys put in there? I'm interested to hear this. Mm. Like, mm. You know, just use passion to say four four two. Let's let's put that on paper. No, uh, well. Personally, for uh, me, the midfield two would be Pogba and McTominay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing not because I'm laughing at you. Just that those that's the option yeah. you have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Pogba and Fred. Yeah. Um, Seb, I guess you're the, the yeah Pogba and McTom. Oh yeah, of course. And who would be the the wide men? Boy. Um, I'd go. Uh, Lingard on the left. And James on the right. Um, Elijah, 
Uh, I would personally go probably Gomez and Lingard. Lin Lingard left Gomez right. And this is. I'll go um, Gomez and Greenwood. Gomez and Greenwood. Oh no, no, no! In fact, I'll go Pereira instead of Lingard. Actually, I thought he was going to say Greenwood. Alright, yeah. cool. <laughs> nah. Oh gosh, this is a sad state of affairs. I would go um, Greenwood and Lingard. I guess so. We didn't really come to a consensus there. I don't think. Nah. We'll keep those ones that those positions on ice here, yeah, but I think Lingard probably earned himself a position there. I mm-hmm. think he's got among you, all of us he got you, the most. You know, last week still so we're picking Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want us to do, man? We haven't got much to work with. Lingard plus one. And then obviously up top is um Marsha and Rashford, yeah? Yep. I think the main focus was trying to get those two up top, but yeah. the that, was, that, that was that was you lot's focus. <laughs> that, that was my focus, bro. <laughs> uh, what was your focus, Governor? Huh? What was your focus, focus Gov? <laughs> I would have played. I would have. I would have played two up front. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, do, no, no. Do you know what you could you could do? Yeah, you could put um, AP on the right, yeah, and yeah, either or, or either Rashford and Martial on the left, and then Greenwood and the uh, other one up top. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't. I mean, they're just discussing options right now. To be honest, no, it is. It is. It's especially our, our wide options. It's, it's not it. No, our, our wide options are appalling. Good stuff. So thank you very much for that question because you just kind of reiterate to us how much of a mess. And <laughs> <laughs> um, last couple of questions, two from the same person. Since he's decided to ask two, I think well, I'll, I'll get both of them answered. This is from. Alan Salon Esq. How quickly into the season will it become apparent that the priority over the summer should have been central midfield? Match day, match day, match day one. And what midfielder realistically would you each be going for right now if you were in charge? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say uh, it will become apparent in December when the levels drop. Because okay. everyone will be running on adrenaline, and when the levels drop, you then it's time to rotate. You're a proper you adrenaline, you're a proper adrenaline drunk <laughs> junkie, aren't you? No, but that's what will happen. Mm. Okay. And um, Disu and Elijah both saying game number one, yeah? Game number one. Chelsea are going to pam us. Would you realistically bring in if you were in charge? So. From Atletico? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's a realistic one, yeah? Just pay his claws. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, like, just pay his What's claws. Like, How much is it? Like, 150 or something. Oh, if it's only 150, I ain't doing that. Stay calm. Them and Afi negotiate still. You've got to think about how many, like, controller ballers are, are out there anymore. Fam. Like, so the, thing, the thing is with Saul, yeah, is that I, I, I wouldn't trust him in a two. Or, like, he, he he's very much, I think he's a very good third certain midfielder so he's someone that can break in the box he's really good on the ball he's got the intensity amazing on the ball man yeah so like he's got the grip like he will add something to our, our midfield definitely he's a, he's a really good player but I, I just I'm not I'm unsure about him. why wouldn't you trust him in a two then nah cause nah cause whenever I see him in a two he just he, he like his concentration just drops sometimes like he, he play in behind him I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of it like 
is not for me. And like even even um Simeone, he doesn't really play him in a too much. He normally plays him in one of those wide wide positions. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think Pogba and um Saul doesn't really bang as a two. That'll be mad. Yeah. That's 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 just like effort, boys. We're here to score seven. Yeah, yeah but um, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk, bro. I think the we'll five four every, every week. Yeah, I think of the players that are available, the 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 more ones that seem to be available are, are more offensive. So Bruno, Eriksson, and um, what's his name? SMS potentially prizing Madison away. That probably cost us an arm and a leg anyway. Um, the midfielders I wanted, they've all gone. So Tillemans, um. In Dombele. That's what I'm saying. Like, what that, 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 um, even um, even Caballos, he looks sick. Even um, the other best midfielder, the Argentine, he looks cold. Um, Los Losello, oh, Los oh, Los yeah, he he looks a good player. Oh, Batiste, yeah, yeah, but what, what 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 about Duracuri? I know Elijah isn't the biggest fan of Duracuri. Right, yeah. I, I like him. Man. I like him. Too. You know what? He's 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 okay. Just he just looks a bit. Unorthodox man. He I don't actually, like it. Him and Kukue absolutely destroyed us last Kukue, season. Kukue, yeah. That guy, no, it was, destroyed us last season. If he, was, two. if he was like a few years younger, Kukue, yeah, he would be a good player to sign. But yeah, they, they both destroyed well, us last season. Now, yeah? huh? He's 31 now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, probably his best day to. But, um, the person that the midfielder I'll sign would be Party from Atletico. That's not a bad shot. I'm not signing no oh, guy yeah. names, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a good shot. <laughs> I'm not signing a six. Exactly. I'll never, ever, I'll, them, I'll never sign a guy names. Them will be eating egg at half time. My name will go to the sidelines to get some Lucas Aid and parties cracking eggs on these shin pads and just trying to chef them. We'll talk, bro. We'll talk. This is the final question from Alan Salon ESQ. Um, this is for those of us who are plugged in. I am not plugged in so much, so I can't speak on this. Um, why does the United Twitter admin keep posting our pathetic Rondo attempts? Do they think they're good, or is it just contempt for their audience? <laughs> this guy's asking the, the deep questions, the metaphysical questions. I um, have the password for that account, so it can't be me. <laughs> no, we talk about the Man United actual official. Yeah, actual oh, what? But the Rondos have been decent, isn't it? Like, no, no, uh, agendas aside. No, no. Have you seen Bayern and the Mandu Rondos? No, but it's been better than last season. It's not been. Like, last season, there was like a video of a Rondo that lasted two seconds. Like. <laughs> Stab! Yeah, have like, you not seen that video? You saw that video. I think it was in Australia when they were doing a rondo and Smalling messed up. Her papa looked at him like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like what? <laughs> like pure contempt, bro. Like, oh man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think they're just trying to obviously show that United are working on something and shit. Like yeah, that. I think it's like don't remember, the, remember the Emre propaganda last summer when Arsenal were releasing yeah. everything. Yeah. Engagement and all that. Um go got, got to pay the bill somehow, lad. So on that we'll call it a wrap. Um, next week's episode is gonna be the fifth of August, so we're hoping that we will have some signings to actually discuss and scrutinise before our opener on God, I've seen what you've done for others. I've seen <laughs> if we don't, yeah. If we don't have a side of my next oh, podcast, 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 podcast
Don't come we'll with another pod. It's all <laughs> over. We don't make any signings. Uh, once, once again, I remind you all, we've got our live show, August the 11th. Tickets are on shows. We've got music. We've got food. We've got drink. Elijah will be there ha- handing out the magnums. So get yourselves down there. We hope to see you all. Uh, if you've got any other questions about that, just uh, at Sebi and he'll take care of you. Yeah? Yeah. Ready! Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Total Wine and More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Sports Social Podcast Network.